you know, Italy became my home. Now, my heart is there. My heart will always be there. It's very hard. My father told us that he's retiring from the game of basketball and that it was time for us to come back to America. It was very hard getting adjusted simply because I had a lot of trouble understanding English and the slang. But one thing I had in common with some of my other students and classmates was basketball. And unfortunately, because of the lack of communication with my peers, I wasn't invited to parties or you know, friendly, friendly gatherings on the weekend. So on Fridays and Saturdays, I would go to my rec room with my basketball and basically dribble myself to sleep. And I think that that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Because during those lonely hours in the rec room, I discovered the hunger, the motivation, and the desire to be the best possible basketball player that I could be. And, you know, here I am today. When you size your peers up, how'd you size your peers up? Like, if you're sizing people, I'm talking, you're 13 years old, you're sizing peers up, what lens are you looking through your peers? So, at 13 years old, I had a, um, <laughs> I had a kill list. And so, you know, they used to do these rankings. It was Street and Smith basketball rankings. And I was nowhere to be found, because I was like 6'4", scrawny, like 160 pounds soaking wet. So I was like 57 on the list. And so I will look at 56, 55, all the way up to number one, who these players are, what club teams they played for. So when we go on an AAU travel circuit, I, I got to hunt them down, right? And so that became my mission in high school, is to check off every other person, all those 56 other names, hunt them down and knock them down. That was it. Get a target on them right off the bat. That was it. You read the referee's official handbook oh, yeah. <laughs> to find out where the referees are on the court. Explain yeah. this, well, this idea. Well, it's a rule book, and the officials have to be in certain positions. So if you watch a game, you'll see officials sliding in different areas. Uh, you have your slot official and so forth and so on. And so I read it to understand where they need to be in certain moments of time. So if I need to get away with a foul, The slot official is not going to see this little hold right here. Had any player you know ever done that before? Not that I know. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a crazy question. Mm. After we split apart, were you trying to get more, more championships than me? Oh, absolutely. You were? Absolutely. And I knew you were going to get one. I knew you were going to get one. Because of the energy, you know, going into Miami and D-Wade and everything that was there, I knew you were going to get that one. So I knew I had to get at least two or three. And the Miami Heat are champions of the basketball world! I wanted you to get that, because I needed that. I wanted that. Like, I wanted people to say, see, see, this is what they're missing here. This is what they gave up for, right? Kobe should have been the one to go. Now he's in Miami, he's winning. I, I, like, I needed that. I wanted that. I wanted everybody to hate me. I wanted to fuel off of that and just come back with so much anger and so much vengeance. So I wanted that. So when you won, um, right after you won, I went out to the track and I ran. And I did my conditioning, I did my drills, I woke up the next morning, I hit my weights, I did my thousand shots, I did everything humanly possible to get myself ready. But I, I was, I needed it. I was like, all right, yeah, good, good. I needed it too. <laughs> Two G's in a pod, episode 42. Welcome to 2G's in a pod, baby. Well, bro, that's the opposite of 244. 
Yeah. It's not. That's pretty nuts. We we don't want to do conspiracy theories right now. Okay, we, okay. This episode is not gonna start off going left like that. Please don't do that to to my guy. I'm rocking his jersey. George has the audacity to wear LeBron, but that's the closest thing he's got. That's the a, only to, LA to Lakers the thing I got, man. It's all good. It's all good. Bro, it's only one number up. It's okay. It's, it's only all... one number and about three, two or three champions. Yeah, left. quick, quick mats. Two or three chips less. That's it. Welcome to two a new chips. episode, our second episode of 2020. I mean, we, RIP. We, we were supposed to do this episode a week ago, but... It, it was uh, it was too emotional for us to get that done. So we just wanted to let it sink in a little bit and then think more of the positive side and celebrate the legend, the icon, Kobe Bryant. And on that positive note, I would like to introduce James. His second appearance on the pod, highly anticipated. George and I have been discussing this for months. We're glad that the homie James is in the house right now on this on the couch and about to talk to us about some Kobe Bean Brian business. Yes, sir. James, welcome back, man. We are so happy to have you. Uh, it's it's not even long overdue. I mean, it kind of is. I mean, last time you were here, you weren't married yet. Now you are. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yes, another round of applause for that. And uh, I, 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 I just I need to ask you, like, how is that's like the first question is how how's the married life man how's the married life for you so far dude everyone asks me the same question okay, like, you know what maybe i'll change the question no no, no 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 it's fine no it's just, it's just funny like everyone's like oh my god has your life changed dramatically since then no it's uh it's been great like i actually am ha- I'm, I'm i feel more at peace i guess you could say how's married life more peaceful yeah i guess i could say that just because like there's a lot less anticipation for the wedding day, you know, how things are going to go. Like, right, I, right. But, you know, like, uh, my wife and I, we've had, uh, throughout our relationship, like, uh, a new, like, a lot of conversations on, like, how we're going to set up our life and how we're, how things are actually going to be. So, yeah. it, nothing has been a surprise. It's been a lovely, not change, but I'll call it a transition. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's, it's been nice. Shout out, Katarina. Uh, I know she's listening. Thank you for for being uh, a loyal listener, just like your husband is, and our number our, our our number one fan. To be honest with you, like I've never met anyone as loyal as James. Maybe maybe his very resentful brother, <laughs> Andrew. You know what? I need to also do Andy a second. Andy and Jimmy in the house. Yeah, I need to give a big special shout out to my cousin Andrew, who he's with us in spirit right now. Uh, I know physically in the physical form, he's really angry because he's not here. But, bro, just like George said offline, he said, you live too far. So just come by, man, and don't show up at, like, 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> Exa- man, the two of us had planned to have him be on a pod, if you remember. Yes. But then there was a whole, uh, you know, kind of a, kind of a snafu with his train the or his, sorry, his bus or some yeah, shit coming. Yeah, it was a train. Dude, and if you come to Ottawa, because your whole family's here, you know, you should probably stay five days a week come on man you know well, you come in two or three days i get it you were busy and then you dip come on bro bro he's got he's got the money to make what do you want him to do you want him still man get that paid vacation out of the way baby <laughs> come on man get that uh if you, you, if you want that on, you, get that four percent six percent whatever you <laughs> whatever you add g you know if you come want on. if you want drop the, it if he wants that he needs to switch over to the public servant side to be honest with you i think that's the only way it's gonna work maybe and uh, we're glad to have you back sir and um yo like where do we want to start do we want to start with kobe do we want to talk about like our you know stories personal stories that you may have had 
favorite yeah. quotes. Yeah, I mean, we were talking like pretty much throughout the week, uh, just uh, going down memory lane, you know, different uh, memories we had, and yeah, and some interesting, uh, interesting notes and revelations. Just because uh, I actually almost forgot that I saw him live. <laughs> I almost forgot it. But uh, anyways, it's, we'll, it's we'll, hard we'll, we'll get into man. we'll get into that we'll get into that. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, you wanted to uh, talk about some some of your favorite memories. Well, some of my personal favorites would like the first thing that comes to mind is the eighty-one point game because I did watch it live on the score back when it was called the score. Still, are you sure it was the score or was it called Headline Sports? No, no, it was the score. So, okay, Channel 52. So, yeah, but before it was called the score, you know, it was called Headline Sports. How it old are red, you, man? Bro, like it had a red H logo and everything. Like yeah, I still yeah. remember that, man. You guys are from a whole different generation. I don't know where you guys came from, bro. Channel I mean, 52 was yeah. where everyone came from. Cabby, all that shit. Yeah. And before the score, it was headline sports. Okay, oldie, jit though. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, I... Jit duck or what, bro? Yeah, Come on. I'm not sure. I, I'm sorry. I'm not at your level like that. that <laughs> your like, great, great, great grandpa. Mitchell and Ness looking at <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell and Ness. <laughs> but... Anyways, I watched it on the score. Okay. It was against the Raptors, of course. And of course. Uh, poor Jalen. Man, Rose. man, Jalen Rose, man. Oh, that's another funny story. In regards to that game, I actually made a joke about that to Jalen on Twitter. And guess what he did? He blocked me. Yes, he did. <laughs> Fucking George has been blocked. Wow. Jalen Rose. Like, George has been blocked by more people on Twitter. Verified than people than you can even think of. Crazy. Like, including Belly, Jalen Rose. Yes, Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. Sierra. Blocked your ass. Okay. John Legend. So, anyways. Yeah. He so, had go that back game. to your favorite. Yeah. So, so I'm, your favorite I'm watching this game. It's on a Sunday night. You know, I got school the very next day. And it's late yeah. at night because it's Laker hours. It's LA hours, PST. And uh, my family's sleeping upstairs. My house is a library. So as soon as you make a little peep, they're going to scream at me. What are you doing? Shum yeah, yeah. The shahata came down, you know. And uh, <laughs> but, but, like, I couldn't care less, bro. When I saw Kobe breaking the Laker record at the time, before he reached 81, I think it was 71 was the, was the Laker record. And when I saw him, it's because it all started in the second half, if you guys remember. The first half, they were down by double digits. He had 26 regardless. And then he goes off for 55 in the second half. Crazy, I'll remember that game for the rest of my life. I'm never going to forget that game. And then, of course, his final game, the most legendary finale of any, any player ever. No one has ever gone off with 60. <laughs> on 60, though. <laughs> yeah. It was 60 on 60, bro. 60 That's, for 60. It was ugly. Man, like, like I watched that game the other day because they aired it on... Yeah, ESPN, uh, right, right. Yeah, bro, they aired it on, I think it was ESPNU. And man, that was an ugly game. But props, props to Gordon Hayward. Oh, the Gordon Hayward story. Yeah. Because prop, like that is a huge props to Gordon Hayward because he had to make sure he got a lane violation in there so Kobe would get sixty if he missed that last free throw. I don't know if you heard that story. Did you hear that story? So did you know about it prior to uh, Mike Wilbon saying it? Because I didn't know about that. So, and I watched it. Bro, I didn't even know That this. right there is an epic fail by you because it was not Mike Wilbon, bro. <laughs> come on, come on, man. It was Hubie Brown, bro. Oh, Hubie. Oh, yeah, yeah, It yeah. was the black dude that Got won. Got him all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sorry, like Ja Rule there. My bad. Yeah. So. Hadouken. <laughs> exactly. So, James, I would love to hear your favorite moment or even an elaboration on seeing him in person because that must have been uh, absolutely ridiculous. You know, I actually, 
in light of that. Tell I me, he, tell me, has the picks ready or like the vids? No, no, no. no, 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 no there are there are picks. Okay, box score. I don't have them. They're at, they're with my parents somewhere. But I, got, I pulled up the you know so my cousin and I were talking about it. Me, you, and George, and uh, so I brought up the uh, the box score. It was very interesting. It was uh, so it was back in March two thousand. Crazy. Yeah, long. Twenty time years ago. ago. Twenty years ago. Jeez. Okay. How yeah. old were you there, George? Thirty-two. Fucking right. <laughs> the <dough. laughs> Fucking HS, bro. Headline sports all the way. So. So the, so the good guys HHS. won fifty four. Uh, so they were uh, they won one ten eighty two. Wow, honestly, that to actually hit one ten is is a high scoring game back then. It was a very high scoring game. Now, but you know what? The the amazing thing is. Can you oh wait, actually, I missed it. It was the Lakers who won, or Lakers. wow, okay. Oh, yeah, no. oh, I was gonna say Pistons fucking Pistons killed. can't get a hundred and and tip. even now they can't, bro. Man, look at the starting lineup for the Pistons. <laughs> Top off like Christian Leitner. Mills, Grant Hill, but you know after the injuries, Jerry Stackhouse, Hunter. That Crazy. was the starting lineup, but and then look at the lineup for the Lakers. Tory Hunter, right? That's a bench in high school. Yeah. You can you can you can you guess the Lakers lineup? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I have no idea. Right, let me I, get it. Let me get it. All right, here's my here's my guess. Shaq at center. Obviously. Um, I, I don't want to give the obvious first. Other than Shaq at center. Okay, uh, Robert Ory, Rick Fox, Kobe Bryant, Derek Fisher. How many uh, out of five did I get? Probably one. You got two. Uh, three right. Okay, pause. I want to say Lamar Odom is in there. No. no oh, no, he was a sixth yet. man? Yeah, He was a Clipper. Fuck. Oh, yeah? Yo, man, get this guy. He's the biggest Hadouken. In 2000? <laughs> he was a rookie, bro. Man, like, like, I'm thinking about like the game I just watched, man. That's why. Okay. You're missing a key guy. Len Rice. Holy oh, shit. Baldy. Yeah. Okay. And what a, guy, a fucking old team. Yeah. And guy, oh, fuck. We're talking about 2000, 2000 eh? 2000, yeah. I'm thinking oh. about 10. My yeah, bad. My yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're 10 years behind, man. Fuck. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Man, so AC Green, that old. Amazing. Yeah. Kobe. Still yeah, playing. Kobe, yeah. Kobe, Len Holy Rice, shit. Shaq, Ron Harper. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, old. Robert Ory off the bench and Rick Fox off the bench. And Fisher, was he and, injured? Yeah, uh, Derek Fisher off the bench, yeah. Here's what, and John Sally off the bench. Sally was still in the league. John Sally was still in the league. But wait a second, bro. So the game was was at the end of the year, right? Yeah, March. March. So yeah. it was in March? Yeah. And they were probably first place by were. a long shot. They were. I don't think that was a season-long starting five. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. I think they saw the Pistons on the sked and they sat the starters. It's possible. Because I don't know why, but when George was talking about those five names, he said, I feel like that was that was their main five the whole year. Four, yeah. Like, there's no way that they had uh, fucking Ron Harper. AC Green starting? No. No, I think it was a Pistons game in March. They said, fuck this team. We're just going to sit everyone except Kobe and Shaq. Because they didn't want... Because Shaq was still out of shape. (laughs) Yeah, 350 easy. (laughs) Bro, even in March, only April, May, he got in good shape. it was right after his birthday. You know he drank an eight. And Kobe was not going to sit for any reason. No, Kobe Kobe was too determined to, you're not benching me. He was like mellow, you know. Okay, so James, tell us about this game outside of the box score, man. Oh, I mean, amazing. Now, here's something that I realized. I mean, I'll tell you one thing about the box score, and then I'll tell you something uh, outside of it. Can you guess how many three-point attempts the Lakers made in that game? Uh, they made 
I want to say at most eight. Wait, you, you're saying made or attempted? Made. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh. Attempted, attempted. Uh, attempted, I want to say like the low... I want to say max like 15 to 18 range max. I'll go with 36. Hell no. 10. Yeah. See, it's Ten fucking low. attempted three-pointers for the Lakers. That's how much the NBA has changed in 20 Definitely. Years. Definitely. There's individual players who average 10. Like, who average. Not just do it on any night. They average 10 threes a night. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. You sure it was 10? Read the box wow. score. Wow. Oh, my God. Read the box score. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll say about the about the uh, the big game, it was just so amazing. First time ever at Auburn Hills. Okay. Just so and explain explain everything. Like okay. the person or people you okay. actually went with, the cause, the way that you got the tickets. Because back then it was hard to get tickets for shit. It was actually really hard. So tickets, yeah. tell us from the ground up. Because that's okay. because that's epic right there. So, Two thousand. Okay, so my dad at his work he used to get like comp like Various tickets for like basketball, mostly hockey, like Detroit, Detroit Red Wings. Same here. Sarnia is uh, very close to very close to Detroit. It's okay, like, it's like less than an hour like driving if you go through if you go through. Uh, okay, yeah, US yeah, sport. yeah. Of course. So uh, we used to get a lot of opportunities to go to like uh, you know Red Wings games, Pistons. So we yeah. thought like you know Lakers. Lakers were in town. There was For an opportunity sure. to go to this game, so my dad was amazing and got us these tickets. Amazing. Me, and my brother, me, and my brother, and my dad. So fuck, but that's a great tandem right there, bro. I know. It was led, uh, just just the boys, man. That's it was nice. great. No, amazing trip. Yeah. So we uh, we drove and uh, got we met up and took the we took a coach bus like the, all the people who were going to the game. So we got, went so we got went all the way to the stadium to the arena, got in. You know, we got uh, my dad got us some like uh, little Caesars. Amazing. Because, you know, you're well in Detroit. Yeah, of so. course. And uh, yeah, we got to the game. And I, I, one thing I still remember, the national anthem, some woman. Don't tell me she was crying. She screamed out and it was dead silent. I love you, Shaquille. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. We laughed like so Amazing. so long. Because it was so silent. It was so inappropriate. Fucking groupies, bro. Fucking <laughs> groupies. <laughs> So inappropriate, but like fucking yeah. groupies. What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what it do? What it do? Fucking groupies, man. Fucking groupies. Okay, so wait, James, I got some heavy key follow-ups yeah, for you. Yeah, of course. So in the building at the time, did you see more LA fans or more Pistons fans? There? Pistons fans. Pistons yeah, fans. For sure. Okay. I mean, there were Lakers fans, definitely. Yeah. But like, still, it's not like uh, it's not like you like to nowadays. You go to a Pistons Raptors game. And yeah. It's like, the presence is like significant. It's, and, it wasn't like that. Yeah. And that. back then in 2000, that was the height of the Kobe against yeah. like Shaq. So who yeah. who did you get the sense in the crowd? people uh tended to favor more did you see more people into kobe or more people into Shaq? aside from the we love you shaquille or some shit like that mostly Shaq. Shaq, eh? yeah he was a huge draw right i mean kobe was like you know an, an ascending star yes and like i mean we but were... Shaq was the diesel bro yeah, the big fucking man exactly definitely I, I gotta say yeah yeah and 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 there was actually a significant portion that were like they were cheering whenever like Shaq or okay. kobe got, got points definitely cool. But like it wasn't like 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 that obvious. Like definitely people were rooting for the Pistons, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I mean, we weren't. We were rooting for the Lakers, obviously. But uh, yeah, it was just a, like a dope experience. Just Sick. seeing like all like being there in an NBA game, seeing an amazing elite team. And please tell me you got a chance to see Shaq rock the rim. Did he do 
do like yeah. a power dunk on some motherfucker. He actually, so uh, that's one, bro. That's one player. Even in like the midst of his death and all this stuff, if I could pick one player to watch live, it would actually be Shaq. You know, because of the size, bro. Exactly, and Fuck. he was just so dominant. Like, did, did you imagine a guy that big and like uh, that like, with that ability for like a high f- percentage for field goals. Like, he was. He actually there was a one one dunk. He held on to the rim, but like he knew how heavy he was. He was right? trying to fucking yeah. rock it. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he, but he knew if he really tried, yeah, he would have tore it down. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like he would have tore it down, no doubt. So like he amazing. held on just enough, and then let go like in a last. And then the whole thing yeah, was yeah. bouncy. Yeah, it was so great. Man, they had to reinforce that's the backboards right. because of this fucking that's guy. That's right. That's right. Man, that's one player. Honest and man, that even if it's against like the lowly Pistons, that's a great team to watch the 2000 LA Lakers that's a blessing eh that's a ble- that's one of the all-time teams that team just because of Shaq and Kobe I'll put them up against the Jordan Bulls the Braun Wade Heat anybody and I can tell you right now they will probably beat all of those teams because the Bulls and the Heat they would have had no answer for fucking Shaq even if you tell me well their big men can shoot then Bosch would have went in the corner I don't give a shit. Bosch would have gotten eaten up by Shaq down low. They would have had to sub Bosch out for like a big man, you know? That team, no lie. That team could have been one of the best teams of all time, if, if not already. And in the interview of Shaq and Kobe, they both agree that they both feel in their heart of hearts that they could beat the Jordan era Bulls. And I, I can't say no, I'm sorry. Fucking Shaq would have eaten... All of those big men alive, man. I'm sorry. I, so here's here's my take on all this. Kobe said it best himself in one of our favorite, uh, you know, Kobe clips. clips at the beginning. Yeah. And he talked about uh, his kill list. That same interview, he said if Shaq was in shape, he could have won like ten. Yeah, it no. was a shot. It was a shot, but it was a it was a, it was a fair shot because no, at the height of those Lakers, I could have put the over under. For chips at six, if they would have stayed as a team, I could because they won like three in a row. They would have probably had you know like a year off maybe, or could have been some other team like the Spurs maybe would which have actually ousted them. The case, yeah. And then they could have gone two or three in a row again on the back end. I could have said the over under five or six easily. Well, give me. Well, that's like what you just said exactly is what happened. They had the off year in 03. They lost, I think, in the second round semifinals or the semifinals yeah. uh, to the Spurs. And then Spurs went on to win. So, in a way, it's like you lost, but at least you lost to the champion. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a bittersweet. Still, still. You know? They, if, again, if the homie Shaq, the guy was in shape from the jump, the problem was the Pistons, like the beatdown that they got. Four games to one it's unbelievable and it there was one thing that was done and basically the pistons and brown their coach they just attacked they attacked at the length of the court like being brian they attacked him from the jump they played him tight from the inbounds all the way up right. and they forced all the pressure up so he had to pass from like way up almost at like the half court line and for some reason they could not make that adjustment and they were doing it game in game out and i was getting frustrated even me i was cheering for the pistons i was frustrated because because i didn't like to see 
the other team like get fucked up like that and they couldn't solve it man crazy give crazy. me give me Shaq's orlando shape throughout his whole career oh shit oh, yeah. that athleticism he was ripped man lsu like 10 percent body fat max yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh man and, and and like give me Shaq's shape from the orlando magic days on as a LA Laker, Lakers, and that te- that that ten run would have would most likely would have happened. Maybe maybe one or two years off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they exactly. could have easily been the Celtics slash Lakers from the '80s, where every year it was one or the other. Epic. Yeah. So you know, uh, but at the end of the day, Jerry West said it himself. He told Shaq, "Hey, listen, man. When he signed with the Lakers, no, Bus Bus said it. Was it Bus? It was me, Bus who said you're aging. That's it." No, 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 no. Oh. Sorry, You're, no, no. We're we're miscommunicating here. No, that's a different story. When, because you know who got who got Kobe to the Lakers? It was Jerry West. He's, he's he went to Shaq. He goes, "Hey, man, guess what, bro? I I got I got this seventeen year old kid from Charlotte, yeah. and you guys are gonna win three to four titles." What a prediction that was. Of course, man. This guy is it's a savant, man. Yeah. So so shout out to Jerry West too for you know discovering so Kobe like just that. Just as a recap, George, it's like the eighty one points, right? Yeah. For James. It it's was the, fa- the yeah. game in person, right? In real life. That was, that's amazing. That's like a luck of the draw, bro. You saw an epic team. My, my all time, like Kobe Bean Bryant memory was, was the 01 finals. Cause I was an AI, oh, oh. I was an AI purist, but all of the memories I had that are like my favorite memories were like angry memories. Cause Kobe was just better than AI. And, and because I was originally an AI guy. I had to go down with the ship and I had to make up arguments to try to prove to people that AI was better than Kobe. I didn't even believe my own ass. <laughs> I just had to fight for my right, bro. You, you know your lab win. Yeah. Yes. I had to fight for my right. That's all. George probably says this because he watched game one. He saw AI drop 48, so he believed in him more than anyone else. <laughs> So yeah, I I I can see why you would go, uh, why you would do that. You know, it's funny you mentioned the 01. There's actually a really interesting fact about the 01. You know, those infamous pictures of Kobe with the trophy and he's yeah. sad sitting in the in the, lo- yeah. in the locker room like this, and he's just like he's pondering. Yeah, he's sad. It looks like pensive. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, but then like you think, oh, maybe it's just he's just soaking it in like the moment because yeah. oh my god, I just want back to back. But the real story behind it was actually it had to do with his dad oh. because of him marrying a woman outside of his race, Vanessa. His dad and his mom were not too happy, especially his dad. He was really mad really? at Kobe for marrying, well, at like least a, like a non-black person. Yeah, 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 outside of his race, and it's that let. If you move your family to Italy for sports, kind of, yeah, kind of fucking hypocritical. Yeah, but anyways, don't make it. Yeah. No, man, no, no, no. Listen, he did that, and then that let because I think what happened was Kobe had married her that same year, just before the finals. Uh, and then, and then, basically, the because the games were happening in Philly, right? There was three games in Philly in the seven game series. They had they lived in Philly, so they could have went. They never went to a single Laker game in that finals, and they never spoke to Kobe for all those years until he gave birth to Natalia. I had no idea. Until Vanessa gave birth. Yeah, yeah. That wow. they, they his parents they they basically didn't disown him, but they. Stop communication. I, I mean, with them. they they were clearly were unhappy. They were very unhappy with Jesus. him to the and, point. Wow. And then and when even as far as trying to sell his memorabilia, like what kind? The fact that they already have history with having some issues with Kobe in the past, and his mom trying to sell his memorabilia to uh to an auction house, and then and then Kobe actually had to settle. Like they, there was a lawsuit involved with his own family, his own mom. It's crazy. I just you know at the end of the day, 
I still want to give my prayers to his family, his parents, regardless of all of this, especially to his wife, to his beautiful children. <sighs> yeah. And and it's tough, man. I still don't. I still don't believe it. Honestly, I don't even want to say R.I.P. Like, I I just wish these legends can live forever. Shaq said it best. He said, "All of the guys I grew up watching are still here." Like, you can't put Kobe and Dead in the same sentence. You just can't. So you can't. I just wish he jumped. It's a good jumped. segue into the other question I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, and it's a heartfelt question. Like, why is he a special person to you guys? And why? And tell us how you like found out about it, and how you felt even in the hours or days after. So why is he special? Well, part A and Part B is is where were you when you guys found out, and how did you feel after that? I guess like. It's hard. It's it's hard for me to put into words because I ha- when it comes to Kobe, uh, I'm gonna be frank. I have uh, a a lot of mixed emotions. Um, I think uh, I guess I'll I'll start B and then I'll move over to A and I'll, I'll okay. it, it'll make sense okay. when okay. I do it. It'll make sense. Why? I got you. Okay. Fire away, man. This is yours. Okay. So when I heard, uh, I I first my sister told me we were sitting with my like my, I was visiting my parents and we we're just sitting at the kitchen table. And my sister was just scrolling through, like, Twitter, and she was like, yeah, some, like, TMZ account announced it. Couldn't believe it. And I was like, no, come on. That's a joke. It's a hoax. Completely. But then others start, you know, others start, other, like, reputable journalists start, you know, uh, corroborating the story. And then, I, I have to be honest, I've never met the guy. Uh, I shouldn't feel this way. But even that, and I'm not the most emotional person. I admit that. I stopped for like a good 30 seconds in like utter disbelief. I could, I, yeah. And I've been to, in the last two months, I've been to four funerals. Crazy. So like, I've been, I've, it's been like surrounding, it's been like, uh, on a personal level, it's been like, you know, death has been surrounding me. It's, uh. Did any of those deaths though affect you the way? I mean, yes, obviously, yes. They did? Mo- obviously, okay. Mo- more. Okay. Mo- more or less. Not all of them, but like okay. more, more or less. Yeah. But I have to... And like, but again, these are people who, like... I, I didn't know all the people who died. But they to, were, like, like, extended family. Yeah, and I mean, like... Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, my yeah. grandfather, obviously, that was the big one. And, yeah, uh, of course. And... Uh, God and rest my, his soul. And my dad... And a good, good close friend of mine from my father's. And, yeah. But, like, you know, they hit me. But then I attended some others, you know, like, some uh, uh, relatives of... Co- like, I mean, family members of colleagues. Yeah. Those didn't, but this guy who I've never met, with whom I've never met in my life, no. Yet I actually stood for thirty seconds in like silence. I couldn't like I, I couldn't react. I was so stunned. Shocking. And right? I'm wondering. So I asked myself, why? Okay. Why did this bother me? This why did why did it actually bother me? Yeah. And you know, and and then, and then my brother gave, called me because he couldn't believe it either. He found out like a couple hours later. And he was in total. He was very emotional too. He was very. We were just just talking about it, and I realized, I think it's because he, Kobe, was such an incredible athlete, and he filled so much emotional and mental space in my mind for so long, for years. I still remember, and I was telling George recently. I remember back in '97, the All Star Game. Mm-hmm. We competed in the slam dunk competition. Yeah, the rookie, the rookie game, yeah, yeah and the rookie game. And I remember my, my dad and I sitting watching it, and he was like, wow, this Kobe Bryant is amazing. Since, so we're talking since 97. But this guy has had 
this space in my mind for 20 years. It's a cultural space in your like aging process. He incorporated himself into your aging. That's right. It's like when you have a cut and you put, you know, like, for example, a pad on it or some kind of con swab. Yeah. It integrates itself into the wound. That's and then right. when you rip it off, that's exactly what happened with Colby. That's a really good analogy. This guy integrated himself into your life. He integrated himself into our DNA. Don't tell me whenever any of you shot into a fucking garbage can. Did you guys ever not say Kobe at least once in your life? Bro, that is the most... Not MJ, Kobe, right? This guy integrated himself into your DNA. And when he died, it was like ripped apart the same way that you rip off a con swab from a wound. And I'm getting fucking goosebumps just thinking about that. He incorporated himself into your makeup. (laughs) He was... This guy was the MJ of our time, right? I can say that. Yeah. And I think people our age and even a little bit older and of course under our age, like a lot, like for, for sure from like ages 31 down, like 28, 27, all of us are like Kobe first, right? Mm-hmm. We all can say, yeah, we saw MJ and which was true, but we only saw him when we were extremely young, right? People who are like 45 and up, I would say those are the people, if MJ were to die, they would have felt the same way. Because this guy was incorporated. Us, as we were getting older and we were getting our bearings under us, it was more so we saw him in you know, like a wizard's uniform getting fucked up by AI in like the All-Star game. And Kobe. 42, I have. Like fucking him up. Uh, yeah, like by halftime, right? Yeah. Uh, no, this guy incorporated himself into the DNA. James, uh, you said something that resonated a lot with me was that he was on my mind for a very long time, too. And the fact that I was the guy who always had to defend Kobe yes. because yeah. of all the anti-Kobe's, the, yeah. the LeBron is better, the MJ is better. I mean, okay, the MJ is all, all of the shit about him being, you know, charged of. Yes. Of don't, even, don't, don't even say that. And word. Like the don't. homophobic bullshit. Don't you know I what? I mean, it yeah, happened, yeah, yeah. but no, yeah. no, no. Listen, there's always gonna be the negative Nancys always, out there, the always. social media justice warriors. Bad who want timing to, for any of them. Yeah, to jump in. The, 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 that one idiot Ari or whatever his name was who decided to make some jokes. Like he said the most pathetic Ari thing. Ari Yeah, that that asshole. I don't even <laughs> the know guy who from that UFC. Was. I don't know who I don't know who he is until I saw that clip of him saying like I'm happy because at first it was only tweeted, but then he actually said it on camera. What did he say exactly? Because I have no like, idea. Like, like, yes, he's gone. He's dead. I'm so happy he's gone. Like, the guy was basically wow, encouraging dude. his death. I'm like, bro, like, and then DJ, uh, not DJ Quick. So yeah, DJ Quick. Um, he 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 was looking for him. He was looking for him. He's like, yo, somebody show me where this guy is. I want to go watch one of his shows because I think he does comedy as well. This dude or whatever. Okay. Uh, we might be talking about two different. I, I, I don't. I know. don't even know who the fuck. Okay. Some some asshole. So. I might have to cut this out because honestly, this wasn't even. I just wasted my breath on this guy, oh, man. Hold on, is he a comedian? Oh, Ari Sharif. Yeah, Sharif, Sharif, Sharif. Ari. No Sharif. idea who the fuck he is, and I'm glad I don't know who he is. Ari Sharif is some asshole right. who 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 looks like uh, you know. I'm not even gonna say what he looks like. He, he's just a waste of breath. Honestly, I don't even want to. I don't want to. Anyways, okay. Waste my saliva. Okay. And. Um, so so, what was I getting at, bro? I'm sorry, I lost my. Because <laughs> the this, anger this, got a hold of you. Yeah, the anger hey, bro. Got, well, no, 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 like no. The venom so, symbiote so, so, fucking so consumed me, your me, ass. My basically throughout my teenage years and even my adulthood, I've always had Kobe on my mind. Whether it's yes. watching him on on TV, 
watching him in interviews. Man, listen, the part that shook me the most, and I'll tell you when I heard about it and all that stuff in a moment. But yes, I want to hear the part. The part that really hurt me the most was what he was ready to do for his second half of his life. He had a, so much more going on in his life. This guy even mentioned in an interview saying, like, y'all saw me do greatness for 20 years. I have another 20 more to go beyond that, even. And I know for a fact. And on top of that, God rest the soul of his beautiful daughter. Fuck. That right there also. years old, man. That part right there really broke me even more when course, your own daughter no was life. there. Yeah, yeah that's no because life. that's Mambasita right there. That girl was supposed to continue your legacy. She was destined to go to WNBA and be great, like, forever. You know what I mean? Like, no need to have a boy to fulfill the, that void. No, let her do it. She I said it herself. This. I got yeah. this. Yeah, or I got this. Yeah. I, you sure do. I was going to play that as a clip, but you know what? Everybody knows that. So um, I was still in Orlando when this happened. Crazy. George called me, actually. George called me, and I was ready to cry. I'm not going to lie to you. I was ready to cry when George called me. I was trying to hold it in because it was still fresh. I'm, I'm still in disbelief. Me I'm too, still man. still heartbroken. I'm still expecting him to rise from the ashes with his kid in his arm saying, it's all good, like, I, like I'm safe. Or Thank God. Like I, or something, bro. I don't know anything, man. Crazy. I was in Orlando. I was on my last day to come back to Canada. It was my last day at where I was, like at the resort there. And uh, there was a restaurant nearby. So I go get food, and I'm, I'm just sitting there. And I'm ready to order what? A Philly cheesesteak. Oh, crazy. Of all things. I'm, what a fucking... I'm ordering a Philly a... cheesesteak. I get a message on WhatsApp. I get a message, and it was, it was, a, it was an image from a friend. And I didn't bother to look at it at what, first. R.I.P. Kobe or something or what? No, no, no. So it, no, okay. not even. It was so. Okay. So I didn't want to. I didn't even want to look at it because I'm like, yo, I just want to enjoy this last day. Stop. Don't nobody text me nothing. And then my curiosity just came in. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me look at it. And it's a screenshot of TMZ. Jesus. Of all the. I'm outlets, sure your heart sunk right in the chest. Though. I, 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 yeah, I, I, exactly that right there. You just, you just said the words right there. And I pulled like a U, James. I just, for a good minute, man, I just, the guy comes to grab my order. He goes, what can I get you? I'm like, Kobe just died. And, and, then, and, then, and then the waiter was like in disbelief. He's like, what? Then he goes to all of his coworkers. He's like, yo, change the channel. Put it on the news. I'm like, I, I think it just broke the news like right now. Holy cow. And, and, then, and then they put the TV Word. on and everybody goes in the restaurant. Everyone's just glued to the TV and they see it. Jeez. And then... Then I actually started like a little bit of t yo tears start to run down. It's okay to be honest, yeah, man. No, it's, yeah. yeah, it's okay. And and you know what, <laughs> like I cried at least five times, by the way, like five like different times. But go on, anyways, go on, go on. I cried six. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. That was our Kobe and Shaq moment yeah, right there. Exactly. Five yeah, and four. Exactly. And you know what? Speaking okay. of Shaq, man. <laughs> That part really, really messed me up too. When the the TNT Bro, when you guys, see Shaq, yeah, when, when you the see TNT Shaq guys were talking, he's like, you know what? We're not even gonna be able to joke about it at Kobe's because this year was supposed to be Kobe's Hall of, Fame. Hall of Fame, the best Hall of Fame class. Duncan, KG, and the best of all of them, Kobe, the Bean, bro. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. Crazy, because Shaq is the like the biggest prankster, biggest joker. And, you know, like, in fact, it makes you Seeing wonder, like, who tough. would even induct him? Would it be him? Would it be MJ? Would it be, like, someone, like, of that stature? So, anyways, that happened. I got the news. And then my phone started getting flooded. I had a friend who actually texted me, bro, I'm sorry, bro. And I still didn't even know what she was referring to. At, at, the, at this time, I still oh, didn't really? know. She texted me, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what are you, for what? And then she said, Kobe died. And then I just, 
at this point I had dropped my phone and then I got the screen. All this was happening at the same time, by the way, the screenshot, the Kobe died. Then my sister texted me, you, te your brother, your brother, you know, you know, you know, Andrew always sends me funny stuff, right? He's always clowning. He actually, he tried to call you a picture of you. Yeah, well, I, I because yeah, of my, yeah, I, I had the airplane mode. So when, when Andrew sent me his message, man, I was ready to cry out that too. I'm not going to lie, man, because he sent me the most like heartfelt thing that he's ever sent me. And Andrew, like, you know, I love you, man. So thank you for sending me that. And like he said it himself, he was shook. He was shaken. He told me he spoke to you, James. Yep. And you guys, apparently you guys mentioned me or something like that. Yeah, it was like half the conversation. Oh, no, because we were concerned. Because, like, again, like, you know how we were talking about, like, occupying space? Yes. Like, who... Who, 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 who did he occupy more? Who space more? did he not occupy more that we know, that we know than, than you? Than me, yeah. You know? So that's why, no, like, not that we were concerned, but, like... Nah, no, we, like, we knew, George we must be... We knew be. how you felt. We, we knew how, how heartbroken you would have been. So, yeah, so that's why, like, I, we want to reach out. That's why I appreciate you guys. And, George, I appreciate you, too, because you guys and a few others know how I really felt about him. Not just as a basketball player, but beyond that, especially post-retirement, because he said it himself. It was the happiest he's ever been. Like, LeBron said well, it was the Well, that's the true Kobe, right? Yeah. Exactly like, like, honestly, essentially what everyone said, LeBron, whomever, this, this last two weeks, they've all said the same thing. They all said... Everyone was starting to finally see the real good person, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah, but it didn't just happen right after retirement. Like, he's been a good person for a very long of time. Of course, but everyone you didn't know, see that. They're, 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 they saw gonna... the Mamba, the Snake, the fucking Assassin. Yeah, they saw a lot of Relentless. Yeah, Relentless, all of, of that. Of course. But this Kobe right now, like, it's just, you know what I'm saying? And then to see, you know, uh, what he was about, like, the girl dad, and it was all about his family and what he did for those four beautiful yep. daughters and... You know, I'm so happy that he named his last one Capri Kobe Bryant, his last, his youngest daughter, who is not even a year old yet. Her, the her, poor girl her, will never get to know her dad. Her, her, her middle name is, is Kobe, man. At least she has that. Of mm -hmm. course. So, like, the way that I found out was pretty crazy. I was at Baton Rouge at a kid's birthday. That's where y'all celebrated? Yeah. Sheesh. And Was there a playground or something? I'm <laughs> Don't even get me started, bro. <laughs> like the rationale behind that is very questionable. Anyways, anyways, all, all things aside. Podcast. Yeah, this is this is outside of the podcast. Honestly, but we'll talk shit outside the podcast. <laughs> so we, so we're, so I'm eating my like Beyond Burger because now they have a Beyond Burger there. Finally, come on, man, ribs. I'm vegan. What kind of bullshit is that? Bro? My what, bad. What the fuck is wrong with you? Stuff for Allah. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so, Beyond ribs. Yeah, exactly. So I'm freaking eating my burger, and there's like a shock wave through the restaurant. Oh, Kobe wow. Kobe died. Kobe died. Kobe. Kobe. What the fuck? And then I just get, yo, there, man, there's some shit happened to Kobe. I'm like, what the fuck? I pull out my phone. I just type in Kobe into the search, and there's 10 links. CNN. CBC, CTV, Jesus. like Kobe Bryant dead at 41, 42, whatever he is. Kobe Bryant passed away. Pacoya. And I started shaking, man. I said, what the fuck? I dropped my phone on the table and I was like, man, what happened? So at our table, like nobody knew. I'm like, but Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter crash. And I was like, what? 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 Like we stopped everything and everyone was on their phone immediately. There's not too many people 
in pop culture or anywhere that will ever have that effect on us. Just that alone. And you're talking about older people, like aunts, uncles and shit, and like everyone our age and everyone else, including like the servers in the restaurant, everyone. Everyone was in shock. And like I turned to the counter or the desk area where all of like the servers are. They're all on their phones too. Like wow. everyone is wow. shockwave throughout all of Baton Rouge in fucking Quebec, Canada, bro, of all fucking places, Jesus. you know? It just like mind absolutely blown. So to answer the one A as to like as to why he's a special person, I, I already mentioned it earlier because this guy was ingrained into our like DNA. You know what I mean? Every like we all heard so much about Kobe growing up. It doesn't matter if you love the man, if you hated him. He's the reason like LA Lakers were back on the map after ten plus years of being. Like, you know, just a dead franchise. He's the reason you saw all these jerseys and shirts at Canadian Foot Lockers and fucking champ sports everywhere you go. He's the reason why, uh, like, like NBA players begun having their faces on, like, games, man. I still remember there was a GameCube NBA game where... Courtside, yeah. Yeah, fucking courtside. And you saw... Him with his like eight jersey and he's doing his fucking the thing. The reverse double pump. And you just, man, this guy, he was in your life in a subliminal way or an obvious way throughout our entire upbringing. Jerseys at stores, on the TV. He was charged with allegations of this. And then you see him again. Like every year or every couple of months, you heard something about Kobe, good or bad. You're right. Or, hey, he's in like the NBA finals once again. He won his third title. He won his fourth title. Kobe fucking picked your brain every year for the last 20 years. He did not allow you to go one year or even six months without hearing his name in some shape, form, or fashion. He was ingrained in you, even in a subliminal way. Even people who don't know shit about basketball. Even my mom called me in tears. Straight up. She goes, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. I said, I know, and my mom was crying. My mom was crying. And trust me, people like that don't give a shit about basketball. Right. Just the pop culture, the icon, right? Crazy. And then immediately after, because of my brain, like the ADHD-ness of it, it started to go to all of the worst places. The fear in the helicopter. I still can't shake that. I have PTSD Thinking about me, God forbid, being in that kind of case in a car, in a plane, in a helicopter, in on a parachute, going fucking bungee. You have the person that you love so much in your arms and they're scared and they don't know what's going to happen. But you, because you're in your 40s, you know this is not going to end good and you know that. And you have to think about it. Like, am I going to lie to her and tell her, like, it's all going to be all good? Or am I going to tell her, just, like, pray, baby, pray, just pray, just pray, you know? Thinking of that terror in that, in that end time or that end sequence is such a scary feeling. Put yourself in the helicopter. It's the most frightening thing because you know it's not going to end well. People cannot parachute out of a helicopter because you parachute, you open up the chute, you're going to go up, the blade is going to cut you in half. People who are going down in a fucking helicopter are going down. You just have to pray you don't die. That's it. And imagine you clutch your girl 
who's 13 years old. You're on the way to your sports camp. And, of course, Kobe, being the intelligent dude that he is, as the copter was going down, he had to have been thinking, this is all my fault, right? It's my copter that I ordered. It's my pilot, you know, the dude Ara. And like, I'm going to my fucking sports camp. I'm going to the Mamba sports camp. So the guy who's super intelligent, super emotionally intelligent, obviously, he's thinking about he's about to die, and this is not how he thought about going out. He's thinking about his little girl who is about to die, and then he's probably blaming himself for everyone else in there, saying, we're going down because of me, and I can't do anything about it. I'm Kobe. I can pull a fucking like a rabbit out the hat. I can't do anything right now. Just thinking about that, and that's that's the place that my mind has been the whole time. That's super dark, man. It is. Just thinking about that, how can you be? How can you die with dignity? There's no dignity in that, right? So, and 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 unfortunately, that's how it is sometimes. God forbid it ever happens to me, to you, to you, to anyone out there, because that that is the definition of a horrific death. And me personally, I can't say I'm afraid of death. I'm just afraid of dying in a pointless way. I want to be able to die in like a dignified way, in a way where at least I can say goodbye to people. Just taking that away is the biggest fear of my life. And a guy like Kobe, who's obviously super like emotionally intelligent, as if not like a ton more than I am, he was for sure having all of these thoughts going through. And it doesn't matter, he's Kobe. Excuse me. He's a billionaire. He's whatever. There's nothing you can do to get out of that spot that you're Absolutely. in right now with the helicopter going down. Absolutely, man. No, I, I was well said, but at the same time, you, you just sunk me right to that dark place, man. Uh, wow, man. It has to come to mind, right? Yeah. No, it no, has no. to come to mind. No, no, I know. I, I just I, thinking about the fear. And I don't expect that, like either of you to ever understand that until you have a kid. I'm going to tell you right now, I would have never gone there if I didn't have a son right now. But like, if I have a son, as I do, thank God, and I'm thinking about that as a parent, I think all the parents that I've talked to, they all feel the same way as me. This fear and terror, because you're supposed to protect your kid, right? You're the protector. Until they're out there on their own, doing their own thing, 18 and up, however, 15 and up, however early it is that they're, that they're good and strong enough to go out there in this fucked up world that we're living in, it's your job to protect and the greatest feeling that I have is being a, being a father. That's the greatest blessing. And in that moment, this title is about to be gone because I'm going to be dead. I'm still a dad, but I'm going to be dead. So my, my best, and I know that that was his best achievement. He's fucking said it. I love being a dad, right? This guy was super dad, right? And this guy was a super girl's dad, which is very rare to find, right? So A, his number one title was being stripped from him in that moment. And B, he could not protect or get him, get him, her, or anyone else in there out of that. And he's been the dude to pull people out of a wreckage. He's won NBA finals on his own. He's done shit on his own. He got himself out of a divorce somehow on his own. He's been able to get his, his ass out of the fucking shithole, right? Crazy pull, man. But he has crazy pull. And unfortunately, there's no pull that could have ever gotten him out of that. There's a selfish in me. There's the selfish in me that wishes that they just chose not to go in there. Because when you hear about how the LAPD held back their own helicopters that day because of the fog, but they, they were in the clear, they were good to go. 
No, man. I I I would still not take that risk. God forbid it ever happens because to any of that us was now. what a thirty minute. That's the craziest part, man. This was only like a thirty minute ride. It wasn't even that long. But it was I just to avoid the traffic. I get it. Your whole career, you've done it. Two helicopters and the traffic in L.A. But still. And to be the like the last like week, I've become a helicopter expert. I've seen you watch videos. I've seen like people talk experts talking about this pilot or how to fly like a helicopter in fog. And everyone was saying, well, this guy didn't have the approval to fly without uh, like an instrument and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All, all, all of that aside, people were pe like all the interviews I saw that talked about this guy, Ara, they've said he's flown in fog before. I honestly think, and I know this is a huge assumption, there was a problem with the copter and the guy was trying to make the best out of it. Because I even saw like a video just before the crash of him going around in a circle. I don't know if you would. Yeah, I've heard about that. I didn't yeah. want to watch his two. So for 10 minutes before, the guy was going around in a circle, right? And I, and I heard some other pilots say people generally do that because they can't land the copter. There's something wrong with the copter. So the guy was going around in circles either to alert people or to show, hey, this is fucked up. I got to find a safe place to go. And they show 10 minutes before he gets to the end target, he went off off path, right? Mm. And I can't say that there was foul play. He was drunk. Obviously not because Kobe's not going to go on a helicopter. Any of these people, these are parents. They're not going to go on a helicopter, right? But this guy was the man's man, right? He was the pilot for a lot of NBA players, including Kawhi, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I heard about and, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and apparently there was... Uh, there was a clip from like, you know, like a news channel that showed the path that he took. He was following the path, even in the fog, he was doing perfectly fine. Then he started to veer left when he should have continued to go straight. He was only 10 minutes away from the actual place and the, he veered left the, the, the destination. and people don't know why. Right. And unfortunately he was not flying a copter that had a black box. Dude, if you watch these things online about this accident, they're very intriguing, obviously in a dark way, but it helps you try to try to actually understand that it could have been that, unfortunately, this was just a fucked up helicopter and the guy was trying to win or to get out of the situation and he could not, right? And the last point that they caught him in the copter before the accident, they showed he was trying to escalate fast. So people think because he crashed on a hill he was soft fog and he didn't know, know that a hill was right there. So he went up at the end because he saw the hill coming and it was too late. So he crashed very hard into the hill. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Bro, there's some deep shit, I'm telling you. And that also like makes me think maybe like you know, like that thought process like, oh my God, we're about to die. I mean, not that it makes it better, obviously. Maybe some solace is that maybe they didn't have to experience that dread of knowing, yeah, we're about to die. Maybe. 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 Because, I don't know. Because like... If it was like if he like like yeah so the so the the pilot was rising up, and then yeah. didn't see and the visibility was obviously very poor very poor and then he crashed in, into and the then air. he crashed and that's why the, I mean, that's why it exploded I mean so violently because, because he just, went in fast he went in fast yes. and then hit suddenly a hill so yeah perhaps like it was just so sudden that they couldn't even even process it like maybe they were thought, maybe oh, yeah. yeah I mean that's the, my my only solace is that <sighs> it is possible maybe. That maybe they just didn't. Because, like you said, that I had that thing. Like I've been talking about it too. Like that dark feeling of Kobe or, or others knowing, like, yeah, 
like we're about to die. It's the end, is, yeah. Is, like, yeah, yeah. My only hope is that they didn't have to experience that any that, suffering, that yeah. sinking suffering, even yeah. if it was for a moment or whatever. But like yeah. that moment, knowing that the way you were describing it so eloquently, like, yeah. I still, yeah, yeah, and like I, I hope that that again that that's true. I just don't know. I know if I'm on a copter and I'm seeing like that much fog and I know that I'm in LA, which is all hills for any of you that have been to LA, I'm going to be fucking scared. Right. And, um, it's just sad all the way around. It's sad all the way around. You had families die. And again, you don't know what kind of terror. And unfortunately there's no black box. There's no way for us to ever know it. And, 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 the company and like the flight um, body of like all of California said it's probably going to take up to 18 months until we figure out exactly what happened. They're going to get people in there to figure out the angle it crashed, trying to trace their steps. The only thing they know, he veered off of the flight path. Uh, they lost the communication with him when he veered off. And before he veered off and before he started to go, he was going around in like a circular motion. So you don't know, man. There's, there's, there is a lot of mystery here, and uh, it's just adding to the fear, you know? So I'm going to go outside of that a little bit and just more positive side. And I want to give course, a shout-out to all of the fans who showed all the love in the world at uh, LA Live. If, you, if you've seen, you know, outside of yeah. Staples Center, yeah. thousands of basketballs, flowers, and handwritten messages. It was all heartfelt, personal messages that most likely no one else will even read, you know, because there's just so many scriptures out oh, there, so many yeah. different things. And like, man, there was one thing that I always, well, there's two things. Initially it was, I always wanted to watch at least one Laker game, one Kobe game throughout his NBA career. I didn't get to witness that. And I was a little disappointed. It's okay. It, it, it didn't happen, but there was also, there's always a chance to meet Kobe post retirement, post NBA career. Yeah. And, you know, maybe sit down and talk to him, even just to see him from afar, just shake his hand, something like that. It, it, it was an it was a, it was a dream of mine. I'm not going to lie to you. It may sound exaggerated to no. you. It may sound a little outland, but like, no, I wanted to just meet the guy because he's an idol to me. This guy is my idol, of man. Course. Like this guy at this point, I can't even like describe it in words like you've heard it across from other people, other other basketball players, other basketball fans. Uh, how they felt about him. I felt the exact same way because I, I grew up watching this guy more than anybody else. I started to watch him more more closely after the once the three-peat started. I wasn't really watching him as much when you watched it with your dad in 97, the rookie game, the NBA. I mean, I've seen the highlights. I've seen him flex yeah, and then yeah, make yeah, that yeah. face. And then once Froby came out with Shaq and then 2000 all the way to <laughs> 2016, that's uh, 16 years, man. And then it was even more intense Around the time um, Kobe, it was the uh, it was the year that they didn't win or they didn't even make the finals in oh oh three oh two oh three season. It was the battle between T Mac and Kobe. You know what I mean? Like that year, that's when I started to really watch it, pay even closer attention to Kobe. You know what I'm saying? And then just to see how how great like his his attention to detail, his relentlessness, his aggressiveness, mm-hmm. his will to not just to win, but like to understand his teammates and try to lead them to success. And it's eerie, man, because I was watching NBA TV when they were interviewing T-Mac 
I don't know if you watched that interview. Did you watch that interview, guys? Uh, was it no. like after the... It was after the death, yeah. When he was just tearing up, yeah, yes. He said that Kobe told him once, very yeah, young... Yeah, the death, yeah. I would, I would prefer to die young and become immortal because of my achievements, like above any... He said, like, I wanted to die young. And unfortunately, he got that, even though it was... All this was before he had kids of course so that's why i don't really like that 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 no quote. no, no. Yeah. but it's still eerie right it doesn't take away from the fact that it was told and it wasn't just team like there's been other people that have come out and said the same thing so it's eerie and the other thing anyone that lost somebody because of this event i don't want to speak down about it or try to make a comparison uh, but the thing that comes to mind when I think about this incident is September 11th. I know thousands of people died. I know tens and th tens and thousands and like many, many people died. I totally get it. But that event was like, where was I when I found out? Yeah. This is the same thing. It is. And I know it's nine people compared to however many thousand so again, no offense to anybody, but that's just how it hit me. I still remember I was in eighth grade when we had 9-11. And I will always remember Baton Rouge was when I found out that like Kobe Bean Bryant and other people who were innocent died in, in like another kind of plane crash. It's just that, embed, that embedded nature of yeah. Kobe's impact on our lives. Of course. Because that's why, that's why it's so impactful. Like, but the, it's like JFK. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like our generation's John, John, like JFK. Yeah. Obviously, millions of people mourning JFK didn't meet him, but we're just as sad. Of course. And so this is—it's actually quite comparable. Of course, honest. This guy was like the Mount Rushmore of popular people of our time, right? Yeah. You know how they canceled the Lakers versus Clippers game, right? Yes. That was the first time they've canceled canceled the game for that reason since JFK, which was what in 1959. Sometimes sixty nine. Sorry, so so to think about it, like that's 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 what fifty years right. Crazy. That's that's fifty years ago. That was the last time. Like we've had postponed games for weather reasons and like you know nine uh, eleven and yeah. the tributes not, and stuff. Nine eleven. They did that too because I don't remember nine eleven. They didn't post. No, like they still played games, but they had you know like American flags everywhere. For sure, yeah, flags yeah, yeah. at half mast. Listen, stuff. man, this okay in terms of pop culture, in terms of celebrity, like this is the biggest celebrity death of my life, even bigger than MJ to me. MJ and I remember MJ because MJ's death happened on my mom's birthday, man. I was crazy. Oh nine, I was like right there. I heard it. I was on TV rather than be on a phone because I, I still wasn't on the phones like that yet. But this to me, it's because it, it it just hit me way more. This hit way too hard well, for me. This is your one A person. Exactly. I was just telling him while you went out that if there was one like Kobe, aside from wanting to watch him live in an NBA game, I wanted to meet him too. I was of like, course. I didn't get to watch him play in, throughout his his uh, legendary career. But I still have the chance to meet him, and now, unfortunately, I don't. That's it. Um, That's so. it. Very true. But either way, at the end of the day, the just the outpouring of everyone is is uh, is is honestly amazing. Um, so many people were affected by this. It doesn't matter big or small, and it's a beautiful thing. It gives a lot of meaning to his life, and this is. It's the kind of impact that we all kind of hope to have one day, right? That 
like people are going to look back and think positively of the impact that we had yeah. on our lives and culture. And unfortunately, a lot of us are not ever going to have that impact, but Colby did, right? Yeah. So his family, his wife, they should always be proud of that. Even his daughter that that is not going to ever get the chance to meet him. They will have an amazing example of the kind of man that they should end up with or like befriend or have in their life. So, um, yeah, he like God bless him, his daughter, his wife, the family, the families of everyone that was hurt. And and yeah, man, I, I want to ask this one straight to James because James is our special guest. And I want I want I want to know your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts on conspiracy theories? It's very left, I know, but I need to ask this because I got very upset to hear about conspiracy theories revolving around this death, numerology and stuff like that. I want to know what do you think about that? So, so as soon as this happened, immediately the weirdos decided to come out of the woodworks and Always. and and talk about uh, all, all of the no, but they 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 had all of the numbers line up around this, like from the date from his age, from his daughters, they, and then you combine all the numbers and numerology just start kicking in. So, so James, all of this to say, what are your thoughts on that in general? Are you a conspiracy theorist? And maybe even when it comes to this whole Kobe thing. Look, uh, I'm not by any means a conspiracy theorist. Uh, you know, but I, 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 I can understand why, pe why people, you know, rely on conspiracies because, you know, I think people try to find meaning or find or or I guess they're looking for alternative meaning to an event or an incident or a reality mm -hmm. that they're just not willing to accept. Uh, it's it's easy or it's easier to accept uh, that there are some outside forces controlling things rather than the world being uh, a chaotic wasteland. I think it's not easy for some people who are dogmatic, pious, whatever, to accept. There has to be something in control. People who are conspiracy theorists need to have this reassurance that there's always something in, in that is willing to intervene in the world, whether it's whatever, like a black hand, Illuminati, uh, Bilderberg, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, stone, like sto uh, what are they called? Stonemasons? Yeah. Yeah, Freemasons. Or Freemasons. Or, yeah, Freemasons. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking Simpsons, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, shout uh, out yeah, to the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, they, they just believe that, they need to believe that there's somebody in control of, of, of the destiny of others. They don't, they, I guess they're uncomfortable with the, the idea that Accidents happen. Uh, variables come into place that lead to incidents, or just chaos is all around us. Like circumstances take place. So I just that's why I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think there's a, a, a there there well there is a reason, but I mean it, the reasons are just uh, variables that are just coincidental. This is a freak accident, simple as that. It was a tragic, hor horrific, yeah. 
It was just a horrible thing that happened. And then when you got these weirdos that come out and say, oh, there was a sacrifice involved. What? Why? Why? Why do you need to throw that out there? Is that going to make you feel better and make you sleep better at night when you say... Oh, I have two points to add to this. Are you a, are you a conspiracy theorist? No, I'm not. Uh, but <laughs> I would add two points. The first point, if there was no fog and, and there was just a random helicopter crash... I would say, okay, maybe it's foul play. Okay. Maybe a person tried to have him killed. Who the fuck knows, okay? Uh, and the other part about this is people don't know this, but conspiracy theorists are people that prey on your fears, okay? It doesn't matter if it's on purpose or by accident. They do that to scare you, and that's how they do it. They try to go out of their way to find a link, whether it's astrology, whether it's numbers. things about numbers, anything like that. And unfortunately, I can find a relation between anything, anything. I can say, James and you are six inches apart, and then you're both six inches from the table. It doesn't mean that 666, we believe in the devil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just, it just fucking, ha or, oh, hey, we're, we're fucking evil. No, it, like, like, it's not about that, right? Uh, at the end of the day, this is fear mongering and it's people trying to spread fear and it's people who get joy out of doing that because either they're scared too and they want to feel like they're not the odd ones out so they want to bring you into their fear out of you, like, like black hole or yeah, they want to get a reaction out of people because they're asshole or they're assholes or they are uh, sociopaths, or they are they they can be a host of a hundred things, including narcissists. They can be whatever it is, but they want to fuck you up, and they want to have joy in that. So that's part of it. So you need to know who it is. If it's a normal person that's completely rational, and they've never brought a conspiracy to you, but this time. They checked a few things out. They happened to know a little bit about helicopters or they were there that day. They inspected the chopper. It was fine. Yeah. Things like that. That's that is a different story. You know, the only numerology that I found interesting was only revolved around the NBA with the stats, the stat lines that some players had post mm. the death. But that was on purpose. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. And then some players who wanted to either a change their numbers forever or some who wore eight or 24 uh, a la Trey Young and Joel Embiid, and uh, that is the only thing that I found interesting because I think Dame Lillard also did something. Which, by the way, Dame Lillard, man, if there's something that we, we need to do in life after this, if there's something that teaches that, that it taught me is to, I mean, it's it's kind of a cliche, but we really need to give the, our flowers while you're still here, man. Rather than waiting and waiting until someone is gone, then we start showing the appreciation and the yeah. love. Why can't we just do it all the time? That's why. You know, I'm I'm grateful to have you guys around me and, you know, reach out to me and listen to the podcast, James and George, just being here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really grateful to have you guys around me. And, I, I you know, I love you guys. So at the end of the day, we need to really just do that rather than just being negative. And George told me before the show, he told me even right after the Kobe's trage tragedy, be more positive, be happy, enjoy life. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a progress. It, it still is a progress for me. And I want to. I wanted to also to apply with you guys. James, I, I wish you nothing but the best, of course, with the marriage. And, you know, earlier we talked about kids and stuff. I thought about this before coming here. I'm like, I can't, I've never, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I know it's going to happen. You're, you're going to be a father one day. God okay. willing. God willing. And it just, 
in my head, it's like, it's going to be hard to believe because I've never seen you with a child before. I've never seen you <laughs> hold a kid. The only time I've seen you with kids were with your own siblings when they were kids. Yeah. And you're the old, oldest brother, the oldest sibling, just like holding them and babysitting them. But other than that, I've never seen you. So I can't wait for that day, man. I really can't because I love babies. I love kids. You see me around Gigi how I am, and I can't wait when your time comes for me to play with your with your boy or girl. And as soon as all of you, God willing, become dads, yeah, the number one thing, there's two things that you're going to say. The first thing is, this is my greatest achievement ever. And part B, I need to protect this person, and I'll do everything I can to protect them. Those are the two things that you'll... It doesn't matter if you're attached, attached to your mom, your mom is old and sick, you're not going to have that same bond. But when you have a kid, trust me, all of these things that I said, fear in the helicopter going down, how am I going to protect my kid? All of these, everything is going to come uh, all the way around. And as soon as that moment comes, the first time that your kid gets a, a cold or the cough, it's going to come. You're going to Fuck, this is what it feels like. This is life, man. That's how it is in life. Yeah. And that's why you need to enjoy every bit. And I hope if anything comes from this, it's that the way people are talking about trying to show more love and be more positive, I hope these things persist because for other people's deaths, even in our families, we've said the same thing. And after a couple of weeks, we're back to, to being a completely miserable, being a completely negative. Protecting that child, you say, right? I feel like as a parent, that is just going to be for life. It applies to me. My, my, my mom, like, she's always going to be there no matter how old I am. James, I know it's the same thing yep. for you. Def definitely. And George, I know it's the same for you, man. Like, I, I just, that's just how it is. It's in our nature. And I feel like when, when it's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're looking at it's it right there. Right yeah, yeah, exactly. So... So, like, um, we shouldn't have to just do it for a, for a limited time only. It should be protecting that child forever, basically. That's that's my take on that. So. Yeah, that's your role as a caregiver. Your, your, yeah. your role is to be that nurturer for forever. I, I just want my kid, God willing, when the time comes, to be better than I than I, I ever was. That's all. No matter how great I can be, I, I always, you, always want your, you always want your child to be even better than you. And that's the hallmark of a good father. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've been running for a good minute, but I mean, that's that's what I was expecting when we have such a great guest like oh, James over on, here. <laughs> um, there is one great, la one last great thing, and I broke the news to George yesterday about the return of a nostalgic snack from the '90s. Oh, Dunkaroos is making its comeback. Really? In the summer of 2020, James, how do you feel about that? I got no opinion because. I <laughs> I probably won't buy any just because it's, it's just that you know I love the Dunkaroos. I'm buying fucking Dunkaroos. Yeah. I'm buying the white frosting that has like oh, the color yeah, sprinkles. Yeah, 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 Get yeah, the yeah. fuck out of line, man! I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm just sprinkle like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean that's crazy though. Like, uh, I guess it's amazing how like it just disappeared. I wonder why. I get. I wonder George why and I were actually trying to buy some from Amazon a few months ago. Yeah. I, I think during a pod. So or check this out. Check this out. Last year, and I feel like this is really prophetic because we have a whole episode. It was the the nineties, you know, yeah, throwback yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, the and cover, it was essentially almost a year ago. Yeah, exactly. It was around this time yeah. a year ago. Yeah. We talked about George. Conspiracies. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, damn, yo, definitely tune into that episode, and they're like, yo, let's uh, make a comeback for next next summer. 
and George, his love was for D- Dunkaroos that episode was on full display. And then when I broke the news to him, he literally, he, he literally hit me with the... What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? That was his direct uh, reaction to that. And uh, as I expected from him, because it's just crazy how much he loved it. Now, I'm kind of like you. I'm not going to lie to you. As much as I'm happy for it to come back, it's, it's just for nostalgic purposes. Yeah, yeah. If I ever do have it, it's just me coming to George's and maybe taking one or two. It's going to be at the pod because I'm definitely going to have a box down Yes, there exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like how George hooked me up with my first ever taste of uh, Krispy Kreme. Oh, he, he, oh. Yeah, it was, it was the via... The best donuts oh, of yeah. all time. Oh. Yeah. And it's hands down the best donut. Oh, and yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, Tim Hortons, absolutely nothing comes close. Nah, Fucking Mavericks, nothing, bro. And I got the chance, you know, I had the opportunity, the privilege to have to taste that in Orlando, too. <laughs> Shout out to them for, you know, hooking me up with that. The best, eh? And uh, it, was, oh. it was amazing. And you just got to keep it OG with the regular glaze. That's just the it. plain. Yes. It's good, okay. Every three or four visits, it's good to have a chocolate dip one or something. But... Nothing like, beats if the, you're going uh, on a daily or every other on day. On a daily. Well, bro, when you're on vacation, man, you Do I look do like me, show, man? No, <laughs> yeah. Can I make a dessert recommendation? Yes. Please. Okay, so every year for the Catholic schedule, Lent begins, you know, so we got like uh, before Easter. Mm-hmm. So the day before Lent starts, it's called Shrove Tuesday. So back home in Sarnia, where I'm from, there is this. There's this donut shop called Global Donuts. They'd release these. Sounds sketchy, bro. No, no. <laughs> it sounds like they use some fucked up recipes, bro. The, hold on, hold on. Tony, get the globals, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 Come com- on, man. Get the powder from the back room. Let's go, man. We have a fucking lineup finally. <laughs> a comment that never happened in Sarnia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, the, these Global Donuts, they have these. Okay, there's a a Polish community that makes these punch keys. It's a powdered sugar donut with filling inside it's only made on shrove tuesday every year so i was like man when i moved to ottawa couldn't find them it's yeah too, it, was, it was too bad loblaws has carried the tradition nice man nice really? loblaws so to it, be honest i've never been a fan of the powdered donuts really? that has like the berry filling it's too much going on bro ah. like it's too sweet, right? Like, I like a basic donut. Even, like, the Boston cream, sometimes it's too much for me. I'm a basic dude. I like the basic donut. I like, I like the basic glaze from Krispy Kreme. Uh, I love, like, the honey cruller from oh, Tim Hortons. Yeah. Just, like, a one-flavor deal. You know what I'm the saying? The honey cruller was my go-to for a minute. Powder oh, with berry. Too much going on, bro. But my parents, it's an air. This is, this is how... I know that you're Arab or you're Lebanese because <laughs> this is my mom and dad's favorite fucking donut. They used to fight over my like, man. Really? Take that shit. I'm going to man. Take that shit. I got no problem. I'll take the honey dip. I'll take the honey cruller and and I'll take the chocolate glaze. And I want the dip with the I got the chip with the dip. Take your fucking berry shit. Even my siblings. Yo, this is I want the fucking get the fuck out of here with the berry one, man. I don't I don't disagree. I mean, Ugh. yeah, if I'm if I'm like whatever to Morton's. It's your shitty fucking donuts, man. <laughs> If there are other donuts normally, but this, this donut, and I don't go for, go for the sugar powder sugar one, but this one, it's it's the richness of the dough is what makes it different because it's a it's a it's a Polish recipe, so that's why I go for that one because like I, I know I haven't had it in years, anyways, and it's only once a year too. Well, at least it's just once a year, so we don't have to. You don't have to worry too much about yeah, it, George. Yeah, it's not yeah, like it's yeah, gonna yeah, be in your. Well, yeah. James has to bring us a box oh, now. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. James's next pot, if not before yeah. then. Yeah. He's gonna need to bring us that so, on the Tuesday. 
It's Tuesday, yeah. right? Yeah, on a it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it makes a He's lot of sense. He's gonna have to bring a couple, and then we're gonna take, and then, and then yeah. we're gonna give. This is our donut ranking, man. We're gonna, R- we're yeah, gonna rank like live review. Oh, but like yeah. I was gonna say, to balance it out, you have that. We'll have our Dunkaroos, and we're all happy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay. Well, when is it coming back to the Dunkies? Summer 2020, man. Summer 2020. So June, June, some June-ish, so whatever. But that's Be on a the lookout. Good, but but bro, that's a good treat to have when you're cold and you're inside the house. And you're just eating like fatty foods. Yeah, or it's, it's like the equivalent of having an ice cap in the middle of the summer. Yeah. By the way, man, all of this popcorn, man. What are you guys gonna do with this popcorn? Here? I'm gonna eat it after. I get my dip with the chip aye, aye, aye. or chip with the dip. Why do I keep missing it up? Last thing, just one last thing. So Final now, round. do you? Okay, so two things actually. Uh, do you all agree with the players changing their jersey numbers, the Kobe, the yeah. eights, and the twenty-four, or yeah. do you think? Is that what Kobe? Is that what Kobe would want? I don't think Kobe gives a. Fu- I I think Kobe, if he was alive, he he would be telling you guys, don't worry about your fucking numbers. Go out and win the chip and get numbers and get those numbers. I don't give a fuck about the. We jersey need the fantasy numbers. points, bro. We don't care about your jersey yeah, number. That's Dinwiddie. it. That's how. He, that's that is his thing. All of this shit is stupid. And if you really have like the Mamba mentality, man, you will fucking urge yourself to win that chip. The Lakers better win, bro. Okay, bro. This is this. This has to happen. If they don't, I'm going to lose a little bit of respect for my favorite player, LeBron James. Because this guy has to will this shit together. But that's the thing. That was my second point. Are the yes. Lakers going to win? And if they do, is it going to be just because for, for Kobe? Or is it going to be a natural victory? There's one thing about LeBron. He only wins chips if he has something to prove. Or if he's trying to get like a narrative out there, right? He didn't win with the Cavs because he didn't because re- he didn't really have you know like a narrative. He didn't have that extra juice. He came to Miami. He he had to win because people were shitting on him. Yeah. He lost 2011, which I think was good because I don't think they would have won any of the any of the after years. I think they would have just won like 11, and that would have been it because he didn't have that same juice. But he came back the next year and he was juiced up, right? He slapped Chalmers in the back of the head in Game Six because fucking or Game Five whenever they won. Because because fucking Chalmers was like, yeah, man, we won the chip. And it was like 10 minutes left on the clock. He goes, Chalmers, shut the fuck up. Yeah, right? slapped him back into Nintendo land. Yo. Exactly. And then. Said, and, ju- juiced up literally. And exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he came back the following year. Why? Because he had juice. Because people said, you're only going to win like a single fucking chip. That's it. And it was on, you know, like a lesser young team. But now we had the Spurs who was, who was his Goliath, right? So he beat them. He comes back the next year, and then what happens from next year? He they get blown out in the finals, and people said that's Braun's worst final. He had good stats, but he had no energy. No. Then he comes to Cleveland. He has the juice again. He only lost that finals the first year because his whole fucking team was injured. He lost Caleb, bro. That's Kyrie. Kyrie. That Cavs team was better than the Warriors team. Oh, for hands sure. Hands down. I'll, I'll I'll give him right. That. Then he comes back the next year. He has the juice. He fucking wins. After that, they don't win again. Why? Obviously, because KD. KD. But also, I don't have to win anymore for Cleveland. Now he's on LA. He's finishing out his fucking career. He picked this team because his kid is going to school there. He has zero juice. Tell me what happens last year. Terrible. He sat out three months for like a one-week injury because he said, fuck the season, right? On Christmas of all days. Right? Now, Now he has the juice. He has Kobe. He better fucking win and this one. And he's got one. AD, who's actually there. He has AD, who's healthy, thank God. He's killing it. But he has the Kobe Bean, like the spirit, the energy. I, If this guy is going to cement himself as the best or one of the best, 
the cards are lined up perfect. You, you, you have an almost perfect team. They need a playmaker, backup, like D-Rose or somebody extra because nobody can fucking pass the ball on that team except for Rondo who gets like eight minutes a game, whatever. Right. But other than that, you have essentially almost a perfect team. Right, you have him AD with a bunch of shooters and other bigs that can roll to the rim very well. You have like Dwight Howard on some like Miami HGH shit, which is amazing because he's flying around. He's in a dunk contest again after ten years. Right, yeah, I like that. And it's sick. And man, that HGH from fucking MIA it works, bro. It works for everybody. Uh, <laughs> and, and 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 now you have the motivation. He has to win, and I think God willing, they're gonna win. They're going to do one for Kobe, and I want to see him crying on that floor saying, hey, Kobe, this one's for you. Not fucking Cleveland, this one's for you. Kobe, this one's for you. And I want all, and I want them all to put, I don't know what, put like the number 24, change all their numbers to 8 or to fucking 24 the rest of the season. I don't give a fuck, but they need to do something, show the man his dues, and go out there and win Cause that's what Kobe would want. That's the mama mentality. They had the eight and the twenty-four, and even the introductions where everyone was. No, but I'm saying Kobe. permanently. Every game, yeah. every game, I want to nah, see that. That KB patch needs to stay. They that's did it forever. for Jerry Buss. They need to do it for KB. But JB, for good, for good though. JB KB, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has to be their patch for good. The same way as we see this fucking thing, a check or this fucking flower. <laughs> because I don't even know what it is. What is it? A flower? Fucking. It's, you got it. I mean, I fuck. It's a flower, I guess. Yeah, fucking Adidas do, do, with their do, weird do, symbol. Man, that's why they lost the contract at NBA jerseys. <laughs> because their fucking logos suck. Yeah, I got. But anyways, <laughs> George is juiced up right now, bro. Man. I want to see LeBron win a fourth one, and he has to do it. Yo, the MVP of tonight's game, the player of the game, George Zahla, <laughs> yeah, number no, 88. Definitely. <laughs> from Hillcrest. <laughs> and Algonquin, or no, Carlton. And whatever Toronto and University. Yeah. yeah, Drake University. <laughs> no, it's, uh, he's, uh, it's like, it's so, it would be so poetic. So poetic if they it's did. Definitely it. a Cinderella story, yeah. but. And like, imagine like beating the Clippers in the, in the, in the Western East, finals. In the Western yeah. finals. Imagine. I don't, even think, I don't even think the Clippers are going to make the Western Conference Finals. I hate to say it, but PG and or the other dude, Ka- like Kawhi. the robot Kawhi, I think they're going to have a problem with their injury. Something's going to go wrong, I think, because they pl- they've played like five games like together. Like Paul George is still out, I think. You know, he came back last night. He came back, yeah. Finally, so. 45 fantasy points, but yeah, man. Uh, anyways, yeah, if somebody steals Kawhi's little here, then yeah, then it's going to be a problem. But if he has that intact, the Arnold Schwarzenegger knee pads here, then yeah, it's going to be a problem. But I feel like they might just continue the tradition of never making it past second round. Honestly, I'm saying like like in the Western Conference Finals, Jazz and the LA Lakers, because the Jazz are, are just on fire right now. They have the perfect team in the West. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, to me, aside from the Lakers, they are the best team. A lot of people say Denver. I think it's going to be Jazz LA in the final, in like the Western Finals. Which is kind of similar to 10, 11 years ago in 09 when the Lakers were struggling to go past Houston, Utah, Denver. Oh, man, those were some really vicious battles. Yeah, and like Conley's coming back now, and it looks like he's getting, he's warming up now. He looks like he's playing a lot more minutes, getting more comfortable. Perfect, yeah. So, like, they, they look pretty good. No, Utah is definitely uh, a threat. I want to give a quick, like, out of the blue shout-out to my boy, Dame Time, Dame Lillard, man. That is my 
my guy right now. I'm about to go cop those Dame Six Stone Cold edition because Stone Cold <laughs> Stone Cold was his goat like back in the days, you know, Attitude Era. And Dame Lillard right now is playing out of his mind. He is berserk on that court, and I'm so happy that he's back to that the Iron, most Iron Man mode, baby. It's not back. The guy was always there. He just plays for Portland. People don't notice. Me being a fantasy player for 10 years, I can tell you this guy is the best. He's the best guard in the league. Fight me, I don't care. I've been seeing it for years and years and years. He didn't miss a game till his fifth season when he got out. He got hurt permanently for the whole season. And I, I doubt he's even had a game missed since then. No. He is Iron Man and he's he's the best. And that's why I have his jersey because I love this guy. I, my heart goes out to him because he's playing for, no offense, a loser franchise. They're a nice franchise, but they're losers. They don't get good players. Their best free agency acquisition has been Carmelo Anthony in the last five years. I'm sorry, but trading for Hassan Whiteside is nothing because that was the only team that would take him for God knows what reason. But this guy is the best guard. Go every year. Go by, go by the percentages, the lack of turnovers, his assists, yeah. steals, points. Three-point assassins. His three-point numbers. This guy is has been the best guard in the league for years. Under he should be first team All NBA every year. I'm sorry to say, people only see like James Harden because he plays for Houston. Harden's trash right now. Are you kidding? No, me? no. In general, yeah, he plays for Houston. They get a lot of airtime, and they had Chris Paul for years. This guy, I'm sorry, but this guy needs to join a better team. I know he's super loyal. If I'm Portland, I do him a favor, man. I ship him to the Lakers. I ship him to the Jazz. I ship him somewhere where he can win give him, a, Give him to Toronto, man. I'll take him. Imagine. Wow. Imagine that, man. Wow. Yo, game time wow. in Toronto, man. Imagine. This guy's averaging seven threes in the last, like, one two weeks. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, yeah. Give I it. Mean, it's a shame, man. It's a shame. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he he's too good. He's too good. Like, honestly... Uh, he's his three. Yeah, like you say, George, like his three point range Assassin is insane. Right oh yeah, yeah. And on top of that, he's shooting it like on, oh. on average by like from mid court. Oh nuts. my god! My so that's god. that's a perfect example of someone I want to give his flowers to while he's here, man. Yeah, because absolutely. I, I love him to death. Absolutely. Yeah. So so with that being said, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we we we're almost running two hours over here, but that doesn't really matter to me because I appreciate my time with you guys. I love it. Same man. And I was glad that, to to see you, man. I haven't seen you in a while, and. uh Anything else you'd like to add or no guys? I mean, once again, guys, thanks for having me. I, uh, I love being on here, hanging out with you guys, just chilling and it's just, it's just, comforting, bro. just, you know, get, get to talk about really good topics and from a, like a range of emotions, like, you know, having fun, serious discussion, even like, yeah, even just like, you know, like mourning together. Yeah. I, there, yeah. Especially that. Cause yeah. this is kind of like the first time I'm like mourning and with multiple people. Like I, Everything else has just been on my own or via text, but to do yeah. like with you in person, it's no, it has been therapeutic. I have to it, say, it, yeah. absolutely, that's the right way, right? Yeah, there, yeah. And uh, I promise I'll bring I'll bring the punchki donuts next and, time. Yeah, and, and you'll have maybe like a little taste of that Dunkaroo when yeah. when the time comes. When the definitely. time comes, yeah, yeah, no, no doubt for sure. Yeah. So with that, on that note, man, we out. Two G's in the pod, baby. Peace. Peace.